0: Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. What did happen at January 6th? Senate Republicans opposed the commission. There's no new facts. Because they fear that it might upset Donald Trump.
1: They're afraid of the former president and what he'll say of them. Get to the origins or the genesis of this pandemic. The Biden administration. Given
2: the intelligence community 90 days.
0: Ready for the re-emergence of Memorial Day travel. We pause to remember them. on the Memorial Day. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7.
2: All right, welcome in and a happy Memorial Day weekend. Our thanks to uh, those who gave the last full measure, laid down their lives for our protection, our freedoms. Uh, thanks to those of you who uh, have lost a loved one who gave the last full measure. It is an important weekend. Uh, It ought to be. I know it's the start of summer, the unofficial start of summer, but uh, it's also a great time of remembrance. WITN News is reporting on a story we talked about yesterday afternoon. Greenville police say a suspect has been arrested following a shootout between two cars that left one man dead and another one wounded. Police have charged 20-year-old Daryl Kendrick of Winterville with first-degree murder. He was located in Raleigh. He was scheduled to make his first appearance in the Pitt County court system earlier this morning. The shooting happened around 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon at the Dollar General on Stantonsburg Road. Police say a car with two shooting victims drove to Vyton Medical Center. Police Chief Mark Holtzman said one of those men identified as 21-year-old Latrell Heath died, while his brother, 27-year-old Kevin Heath, has a uh, non-life-threatening injury. Both men are in their mid-20s, according to the chief. Evidence at the scene shows there were at least two shooters involved. It appears that both of the vehicles were parked on the side of the building for some sort of meeting. Officers said they found a possible murder weapon on Mazingo Road that had been tossed out. Obviously, Mazingo Road is on the uh, west side of Greenville. The individual was on his way to Raleigh when he decided to uh, toss the weapon. The inflation news has come out, and it's not good. Inflation rates are soaring at their fastest pace in decades, according to new numbers released on Friday by the U.S. government. The Bureau of Economic Analytics, personal consumption expenditures, inflation measured by 3.6% in April from the prior year. That is the strongest reading in 13 years and more than 3.5% gain that The Economist and a Bloomberg survey had expected. The New York Times reported the core price index, which strips out volatile food and fuel prices, rose 3.1 percent in the year through April, the fastest pace since 1992. Prices rose 0.7 percent compared with the prior month, uh, the biggest increase in two decades. Larry Summers. A former official in the Clinton and Obama administrations warned that Biden is overdoing it. This is not from a conservative. Larry Summers is, is very progressive, very liberal. He says, the sense of serenity and complacency being projected by the economic policymakers that this is all something that can be easily managed is misplaced. We're taking very substantial risk on the inflation side, Summers says. The Fed's idea used to be that it removed the punch bowl before it got to the party. Uh, Now the Fed's doctrine is that it will only remove the punch bowl after it sees some people staggering (laughs) around drunk. (laughs) Again, this is from Larry Summers. Now, to top off that, Biden yesterday, late yesterday, just before the holiday weekend, trying to conveniently shove it under the carpet. He has dropped his massive budget. President Biden released his six trillion dollar budget yesterday afternoon, just in time for the three day Memorial Day weekend. The bill would be the biggest spending since World War Two will increase tax uh, taxes for all Americans. I mean, And this again, go back to what Biden said in the campaign, go back to what Obama lied to us about when it came to your medical expenditures. No, you won't play one and pay one more dime. In fact, you will. You'll save money with Obama. You'll save money with Biden. I mean, what did Biden say? What was it? Four hundred thousand dollars. Anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars won't pay a dime more. Yeah, right. Um, this is not going over well. A number of uh, commentators and. Uh, Members of Congress are saying uh, this is this is going to bankrupt America. Uh, the guy is delusional. And uh, what's he doing? He's out buying ice cream cones and the media is just fawning all over him. Not good. You know, what's interesting is. Right now, with way the economy is going with the way crime is going, with the way our foreign relations are going, what you see happening overseas, where you, you have a president that was a part of an administration who financed, and he wants to finance again, Iran, the biggest uh, perpetrator of terror around the globe. M- 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 Matt Vespa of uh, Town Hall. It's got an interesting article out talking about the fact that, go back to 2012, everything that Mitt Romney said would happen under the second term of Obama happened. Russia ran amok. Obamacare was a disaster. Premiums rose, hurt the middle class. Job growth was anemic. Now, add to that every, everything that Donald Trump said would happen if you elected Joe Biden, all the things that... We're in Obama's administration. Add to that a little bit of Jimmy Carter with gas lines, more inflation, another war in the Gaza, and Joe's out buying ice cream cones. Um, connect all these dots and take a look at a story out of the hill that if Donald Trump decides to run in 2024, apparently it's his for the taking in in terms of the primary and, and probably in terms of the general election. If things keep going like they've been going for the first five months of the Obama presidency or I'm sorry, the Biden presidency, my mistake, <laughs> e- easy mistake to make. Um, a majority of Republicans want Trump to run for the White House in 2024. As he mulls a comeback bid, this according to a new Quinnipiac University poll released on Wednesday, 66% of Republicans say they want Trump to run for a third time after winning in the 2016 and losing in 2020, compared with 25% of Republicans who say the former president should not run in 2024. Now, here, here's the interesting thing. So 66% want him to run. Of the 25% who say that they don't want him to run, What percentage of that 25%, even though they say they don't want him to run, would still vote for him in the general election? I would think a large majority of that 25% would. On top of that, 85% of Republicans polled say they want candidates running for elected office to agree with the former president compared to just 10% who said they want contenders who mostly disagree with him. 85%. Eighty-five percent say, give us someone with Trump's ideology. The number is uh, another indication that the former president remains a leader in the Republican Party, holds sway over the GOP, down-ballot candidates. Trump isn't going away. Of course, Trump will be here in Greenville in eastern North Carolina next Saturday night, speaking to the North Carolina state convention, Republican Party convention, and Obviously, North Carolina is a key state. It was last time. It will be next time. The fact that Donald Trump has selected North Carolina to come speak, I'd say is an indication that he is giving serious consideration to running again in 2024. Obviously, he and he has said he wants to help the candidates in 2022 in the midterms. Uh, Certainly, you could say that's that's part of it. But I would also say that uh, very, very likely 2024 is on his mind. But the other issue, so you got the economy, but you also have the the violence that you see happening around the country. And the the interesting thing is the media doesn't get it, apparently. Fox News had an interesting story out today. Amid growing crime rates across the country, members of the media – appear more concerned about how disrupting uh, and disturbing this trend is as it could hurt Democrats and help the GOP in future elections. They're more concerned with that than they are with the violence itself. Liberal CNN analyst John uh, Avalon addressed the spike in the crime in his hashtag reality check segment Thursday and how it's prompting a reassessment of the defund the police rhetoric and reality. Quote, Joe Biden is president and Democrats control both houses of Congress, and you can bet that the rising crime will be an issue in the 2022 campaign. New York Times columnist Michelle Goldberg sounded the alarm about the rising anti-Semitic crimes that have plagued the nation amid the Israel-Hamas conflict. But her worry wasn't only about the violence perpetrated against Jewish Americans. Rather, her column fretted that it was a gift to the right, as the headline read before it was, quietly scrubbed by the paper, quote, not surprisingly, there has been a rush to blame left-wing Democrats like Ilhan Omar for inciting anti-Jewish hostility, Goldberg wrote. And the New York Times scrubbed that headline. I, I, they're just compounding the issue. They're doing the same thing that Big Tech did during the last general election. They're, they're continuing to go down the same path that they are censoring the truth. They're censoring the news of their own people, of their own liberal people. Last week, her Times colleague, Ezra Klein, called the rising crime rates a crisis for the broader liberal project. Quote, fear of violence undermines liberal policies. Just look at America post nine eleven. If these numbers keep getting worse, then as with Nixon and Reagan in the 1970s and 80s, it could bring law and order conservatives, including Trump, back to power in 2024. (gasps) Oh, that would be terrible. During the 2020 presidential election, CNN anchor Don Lemon warned Democrats that taking the rioting seriously amid the unrest following the police shooting of Jacob Blake, quote, I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. Yeah, what these buffoons do not realize it is not a blind spot. That's not the problem. In fact, they are the cause of the, the problem. They, along with their the, 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 the people they're carrying the water for, the liberals, the progressives, when you eliminate bail for criminals, when you have an open border, when you elect a man who was all in for financing the biggest terrorist state in the nation, in the world, Iran, when you undermine ICE, you are the cause of the violence. And, and, and again, you, you take the violence, you take the economy, and it's going to look pretty good for Republicans in 2022. I realize 2022 is still a long time away in political years. 2024 is even further away. I don't see the Democrats backing down, the progressives backing down. Maybe the Joe Manchins, uh, but even Joe. I mean, you know, when it comes time to take the actual vote, Joe is not there. Joe's usually with the uh, Nancy Pelosi's, the Chucky Schumer's of the world. Uh, it, it's pray that the Lord allows us to survive for the next 18 months for the next three and a half years and uh, pray that we would actually have a fair and honest election. We're going to take a timeout. Stay with us. Interesting report out of uh, the Carolina Journal and Surrey County, North Carolina. We'll have that when we get back.
0: This is your Drive at Five and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All
2: right, welcome back in. Taking a look at your memorial Weekend weather forecast tonight a chance of showers and thunderstorms mostly cloudy, low around 71. Chance of rain tonight 30%. Saturday, partly cloudy, some thunderstorm showers coming through. Chance of rain tomorrow 70%. Tomorrow night, showers likely down to 60%. A low tomorrow night of uh, around 61 degrees. Sunday is going to be cool 68 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Uh, Memorial Day itself is going to be perfect sunshine, a high near 80. Weather brought to you by our friends at University PC Care. They've been Eastern North Carolina's go-to IT experts for quite a while now. Unfortunately, most organizations simply react to IT issues after the damage is done. This is known as the break-fix cycle in the tech industry. One quick example, you show up to work, your computer's down, you submit a repair ticket, you show up uh, with a a tech, or they remote you in, and uh, you're losing productivity, you're losing files. PC, University PC Care has a better way, a proactive way, called BizCare. Want to know more? Call William at 394-8572 to schedule a free BizCare consultation, or go to University PC Care to learn more. We have all heard by now about these uh, corporate woke stories, particularly out of Atlanta, Major League Baseball, Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola. And if you're like me, you'd like to go and shake these corporate CEOs and tell them, hey, a significant number of us who have been your customers in the past are conservatives. And we disagree with your corporate wokeness. And if you're going to pursue this liberalism, we'll simply find another vendor to take our business to. Uh, yeah, you want to do that, and you feel like, well, I would I be the only person? There is some refreshing news out of Surrey County, North Carolina. The Carolina Journal is reporting Surrey County commissioners are pushing back against major corporations for what they describe as, quote, bigoted left-wing divisive political agenda. The first step that they have voted on, this is the, the um, Board of County Commissioners from Surrey County. They have voted to remove all Coca-Cola machines from government buildings, roughly 12 machines. Now, granted, that's not going to bankrupt Coca-Cola, but it is sending a message. And on the phone to talk to us about this right now is Surrey County Commissioner Eddie Harris. Eddie, thank you for joining us.
1: I'm glad to be here, Tom. Thank you for having me today.
2: Now, this is interesting and, and you and I talked earlier on the phone. we know that this is not going to uh, change you know Coca-Cola's corporate pr- plan probably, but it's you know it's a ripple in the water that hopefully will gain momentum uh, first of all, when did, when did you all vote on this?
1: Um, it was a week ago yes okay on uh, Monday night it was uh, yeah a week ago Monday night and uh, on the 17th.
2: And who 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 got the, the ball rolling, decided, you know what, we're, <laughs> just to the frustration I just expressed, I imagine you have the same frustration up in Surrey County, who who decided we're going to do something about it?
1: Well, it was my idea, and uh, Commissioner Van Tucker uh, as well. He's from Pilot Mountain, uh, North Carolina. And so, yeah, we, we basically decided that we were going to push back against this out-of-control Corporate media uh, collusion to affect the political process in our country, and I think it's just absolutely reached a tipping point. And we wanted, to, uh, we thought about the best way to do this, and um, so we came up with this idea, and we decided to implement it. And I can tell you, it has garnered a lot of attention
2: now. The Carolina Journal is reporting that the, the there's five commissioners. The vote was actually three to two in favor of removing the machines. Was there uh, – what, what kind of argument did the two individuals who voted against it, why – did they express any reason why they were not for this idea?
1: Well, they they were super sensitive to uh, the 35 or 40 employees at the local, local Coca-Cola facility uh, near Mount Airy. And so it was basically just out of some, some sort of sympathy for the employees.
2: But the, the, the other side of that coin is, yeah, that's going to get some attention at the local Coca-Cola plant, which is probably going to get down to Atlanta, I would think.
1: Oh, it has, it has went to Charlotte, and it has went to Atlanta. And um, Coca-Cola Consolidated out of Charlotte has already been in touch with us, reaching out trying to have some sort of dialogue um, to walk this back. And, um, you know, uh, it was a very polite, uh, reasonable conversation. And uh, my question to them was, have you expressed your outrage from Charlotte to Atlanta about the policies of Coca-Cola and getting involved in politics? Um, For heaven's sake, uh, you know, millions of uh, conservatives and Republicans in this country and independents drink coca-cola and Bingo. use their products and so it just flies in the face of, face of common sense why in the world they would do this but as we all know they were just trying to placate this uh this uh, bigoted left-wing out-of-control mob that's going on in the country now
2: well what kind of response did coca-cola give you though
1: well basically they they wanted us to um to walk this back and have a meeting and uh... have a dialogue and uh... try to come to some kind of understanding here uh... and uh... for the most part uh... they they told us that you know the the coke consolidated in charlotte is somewhat uh... an independent uh... part subsidiary of coca-cola in atlanta but you know i told them nevertheless it is the same brand and uh... coca-cola is going to have to pay a price and if millions of Americans get behind this and 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 start uh, uh, taking notice of what's going on, this this is going to have a grassroots effect because all politics are local, and um, and it just uh, it just like I said, it's ludicrous on its face. It's wrong on so many levels, and Americans are going to push back. And you know they've invited me to the Coca Cola plant to tour it and. And, and have a discussion, but uh, uh, we're not going to walk this back.
2: We're talking to uh, Surrey County Commissioner Eddie Harris. He has proposed a uh, resolution, I guess you would call it, to uh, take the Coca-Cola machines out of Surrey County government uh, buildings uh, in protest to uh, against Coca-Cola's wokeness, and uh, they're, th- they're pushing an agenda that is basically following the in the footsteps of critical race theory in fact uh the carolina journal article has a line in it there saying coca-cola also promoted an employee training seminar in which participants were told to try to be less white <laughs> how does coca-cola explain eddie how exactly do you be less white
1: <laughs> well i really don't understand that um you know we we have uh, a very uh, – I think this country's done very well in in race relations uh, since the passage of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. But uh, – and, and and this country is a loving and caring and a humane country, and it is so wrong for all of this racial division to be going on and major corporations stirring this racial division in our country. We need to move past race and – um but as we all know, it's for a political agenda. It's, it serves the purposes uh, of a major political party in this country, and uh, they're going to continue to stoke these race, racial divisions, and they're going to continue to try to influence corporations uh, to impact public policy um, in their favor. And uh, so it's, it's a grand plan of the left wing in America to um, – to basically affect public policy, and uh, and they've been quite successful at it since, you know, in the last six months particularly. And uh, But I think Americans have had a belly full of it, and uh, and you're going to start seeing some pushback.
2: Well, what kind of response have you gotten from your constituents?
1: Uh, it has been overwhelmingly positive. I have had a few people send me emails. I had a couple of phone calls. But it, it basically goes like this, Tom. Um These people, the problem they have with this is they think that they should be able to operate and act with impunity. And everyone else is supposed to sit back in the corner and cower and just simply remain silent and take it. So when you start pushing back on these people in a big way like I have, um, they don't like it. Uh, they want you to remain silent, and uh, and that's not the way the body politic works in this country. We have freedom of speech and freedom of expression, and we this this is a marketplace of ideas. And it is my contention that the conservative political philosophy in the marketplace of ideas against this woke counterculture uh, that we're seeing will win every single time. They simply have no argument that they can substantiate with any uh, credibility
2: oh yeah when you when you have a fictional narrative it's going to have so many holes in it truth is always going to prevail over uh, this this narrative that they just pretty much make up as they go along let me ask you this in um, w- when I talked to you earlier uh, this morning you were saying that you have gotten requests from national media outlets on this
1: well, um, yeah, well, we the f- first interview I did was WXII 12 in uh, Winston-Salem-Greensboro Marketplace. But we have also sent this to um, uh, One American News Network, Stephanie Hamill, as well as Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham. We passed, our board passed a tremendous resolution against big tech um, that was actually written by Representative Patricia Morgan in the Rhode Island Legislature, and it's a phenomenal resolution against uh uh Big Tech's Attack on Freedom of Speech and Fairness, and we we received a lot of coverage on that. Actually, I did an interview with Stephanie Hamill on One American News Network cable uh, on that particular item as well. But uh, my message across North Carolina would be this, Tom. Um, You know, Billy Graham once upon a time said courage is contagious. Hmm. If you're you're listening to this and you're a county commissioner or you're a school board member or you're a town councilman, look – this is well within your purview to take positions on these issues because it does affect your citizens on a local level, a county level, and a state level. And it is well within your rights to act in this uh, fashion. And I would encourage these people to fight critical race theory At the school board level, Uh, make sure this is not in your school. Make sure that Coca-Cola and these major corporations are held accountable. Make sure that your municipality or your county is not complicit in using taxpayer dollars to fund this insane, left-wing, bigoted ideology.
2: Bingo. Well, you know, the interesting thing, too, uh, Eddie, is when you stand firm on these issues, The other side eventually cowers. They try to bully you, but when they know that you mean business and you're not going to, for example, you're not going to back down on this Coca-Cola resolution taking the machines out, they begin to understand. They want you to cower. They want you to back down. But when you stand firm, they begin to reconsider where they're coming from. And, boy, I agree with you. I mean, we cover about a third of the state. Uh, I would love for some of these other county commissioners who are listening in Pick up the idea from Eddie Harris and uh, up at the Surrey County Commissioners and run with it in your county. Maybe then, I, again, what you have done, some will say, eh, big deal." 12, 12 coke machines. It, it's not the coke machines; it's the principle behind
1: it. Absolutely, and you have to get in these people's pocketbook. And and actually, worse than what they hate, worse than that, is the PR disaster that is tr- unfolding. Uh, because of people like you, Tom, in the state of North Carolina that has a major audience, uh, that is what they really fear is the PR disaster, and it is unfolding as we speak, and it is reaching a fever pitch. These people are weak as pond water, and you are right; they uh, they simply start withering in the sun uh, when you come after them, and when they, and and when they're exposed, and so. Stand up, stand tall, be proud, take up for this country and the free enterprise system and take up for the rule of law and freedom of speech and the marketplace of ideas that makes this country great. You have nothing to fear. This is well within your rights. Stand up and be tall.
2: Eddie Harris calling in from Surrey County, North Carolina. Eddie, I think you've got some political future uh, down the road. I'm I'm ready for you to announce your uh, run for governor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well i i uh you know i i enjoy uh uh i love my country and i enjoy speaking out on these issues and i enjoy um the public policy component of it and uh we need good people to run for political office um you know i'm I'm happy where I'm at for the moment i'm not going to discount anything in the future but uh Nevertheless, uh, we need good people in political office.
2: Well, God bless you for what you're doing and the stand you're taking up there in Surrey County, and we hope many of our uh, other county commissioners across the eastern part of the state are listening in, and they will uh, take your ideas and run with it. Eddie, thanks. Thank you, Tom. Have a good day. You too. Have a great weekend. Hey, we're going to take another time out. Stay with us. Much more to come. News and Views will continue right after this.
0: Getting back. Normal?
1: I have to believe we will be a pendulum swinging back.
0: That almost never happens. It's got to start now. We adjust, adapt, and move on. Everything comes in cycle. It will happen eventually. Now your new abnormal world awaits. One more day and maybe our lives in this state can get back to normal, but I don't think we'll ever discover what normal is again. And the journey begins here with news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7.
2: Welcome back in News and Views for a Friday. Again, we want to uh, thank all those who gave uh, gave it all to protect our freedoms as we uh, enter into Memorial Day. Interesting uh, conversation with uh, Commissioner Eddie Harris from uh, Surrey County, North Carolina. And uh, the, the wokeness, the critical race theory, the progressiveness, the social justice, all the above... It is, uh, some some people out there, I guess, sincerely believe it. But there's a lot of people out there that are making big bucks off of it. Ask Al Sharpton. Ask Jesse Jackson. Ask We Willie Barber. They will tell you racism pays. You can now add to that list the name of Patrice Kohlers. She is the BLM co-founder. She has now stepped down from BLM after she obtained four mansions, possibly five, uh, in her pursuit of a Marxist life. (laughs) I think this is the uh, definition of uh, irony. She is a self-avowed Marxist. The BLM website, now they've they've erased this. There are plenty of uh, screenshots of this, that BLM is a Marxist organization. And again, she is a self-avowed Marxist a self-avowed avowed Marxist who is raking in the big bucks. BLM co-founder, mega-millionaire Marxist race baiter and mansion collector Paris Colers is stepping down from BLM amidst a financial scandal. It seems Colers has made enough money off the bodies of dead black men. She told AP it's time to focus on her second book and her TV deal with Warner Brothers. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, isn't that interesting, though, How these wealthy race baiters, they'll condemn free enterprise and capitalism while they're raking in the money as fast as they can, and they never get caught. I mean, you know, Al Sharpton, who was all about Obama's policies, and Obama loved to say, you know, everybody should pay their fair share. How many millions does Al Sharpton still owe the IRS? If it was you or I, we'd be in jail. Not Al. Kohler says leaving her BLM has been planned for about a year and has nothing to do with the New York Post story regarding her four mansions, all in white neighborhoods. I mean, (laughs) that's the other thing. She condemned whiteies and white neighborhoods. Uh, She labeled the New York Post story racist and full of white supremacy. Kohler's acquired her swanky empire while starting or while stating that housing market, the housing market is racist and full of white supremacists. That's what she said about the housing market. Now she owns four homes, working on a fifth, all in predominantly white markets. Uh, one of the uh, one of the homes she bought outside of Malibu has a block th- th- that area. It's called uh, Topanga Cannon, a canyon, Tobanga Canyon, California, outside of Malibu, the black population there is 1.4%. <laughs> you, you can't make this stuff up. And, uh, yeah, but she is, uh, you know, the fact that, and, and the, where, where's the, uh, the numbers that they have raked in is, uh, unbelievable. I'm trying to say, I've got two stories here. Yeah. The BLM foundation told, the Associated Press in February, that it had raised six, uh, $90 million during last year's racial justice protest. And after they've paid off their uh, expenses, they still have $60 million in the uh, bank. And this individual who heads up this 501c3, and, of course, they're denying, you know, no, I, I, I just got paid. She's saying she got paid 100000 something like that. And, uh, no, 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 I, you know, I, I did nothing wrong. Um, I think this is the, you know, saying, well, in fact, BLM said of this, as a registered 501c3 nonprofit, the foundation cannot and did not commit any organizational resources toward the purchase of any personal property by any employee or volunteer. Any insinuation or assertion to the contrary is categorically false. You know, I think this is the same thing that Jim Baker of the PTL Club was saying through his tears as they let him off in handcuffs. The difference? Jim Baker would have been labeled as a white conservative. I mean, I was never a huge Jim Baker fan. I mean, I, I thought he was somewhat... Well, he was a fraud. He admitted he was a fraud after he was in prison. But... um will anything happen to uh, a No. What will happen to her? Same thing happened to Jesse Jackson zip, nada, nothing. We got to take another time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: This is your drive at five and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to news and views on talk. 96.3 and one Oh three seven.
2: Welcome back in 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Fox News is reporting: Conservative watchdog Judicial Watch is suing Chicago Mary, Mayor Mayor Larry, Larry Laurie Lightfoot. Of course, she's a, a dem. I'm, well, <laughs> I'm repeating myself. Chicago Mayor Democrat. Um, they're suing that on behalf of the Daily Caller News Foundation. The group announced this yesterday over her policy of granting interviews. Now, this is this is self proclaimed. We're not making this up. She's she's boldly and proudly announcing that she will, as the mayor of Chicago, she will only grant interviews to non-white reporters. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how racism has gone full circle that, the, the, the people who decried racism, the liberals who decried racism, we ought to abandon it, get rid of it entirely, who praised Martin Luther King Jr., who said, you know, we should not judge a person by the color of the skin but the contact of the character. Those same people are now saying we are judging you by the color of your skin, period, end of report. The lawsuit alleges Lightfoot violated reporter Thomas Cantacea's equal protection rights under the 14th Amendment when she didn't respond to multiple requests for interviews as well as his First Amendment rights. Lightfoot made waves earlier this month when she announced she would only grant one-on-one interviews to black and brown reporters upon the two-year anniversary of her taking office, scolding the Chicago media for its overwhelming whiteness. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Preventing journalists from doing our jobs in such blatantly discriminatory way is wrong and does a disservice to our readers who come from all backgrounds. Every journalist and every person who consumes the news should be concerned about Mayor Lightfoot's actions. This affects everyone. I look forward to holding the mayor accountable. It's it's mind-boggling that, A, that... Liberals are letting her get away with this. In fact, not only are they letting it away with us, but I was watching an interview last night in which uh, CNN was defending her, saying that this is right, this is this is fine, this is good. So, on what basis do you say, okay, my version of racism is okay, but yours is not? Now, racism is wrong across the board. There is no right version of it. But how do you get away with it? How do you get away with saying, okay, because of the scenario that I am coming up with, I can discriminate. I can be a racist, and it's fine. PJ Media is announcing and reporting that an Atlanta city councilman who voted to defund the Atlanta police by $73 million last year, was going to a ribbon-cutting for a brand-new Dunkin' Donuts down in Atlanta, broad daylight, middle of the day, Antonio Brown, who'd like to run for mayor, I think he's actually announced a candidacy for uh, mayor of Atlanta, at the ribbon-cutting, and uh, while he was at the ribbon-cutting, four kids stole his car. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Uh, what's more interesting about this. So not only does he, and guess what? He called the police. Can you imagine that? Uh, he didn't blame, blame. And apparently there were kids. I mean, young kids, like preteen kids that stole his car. Um, it was a, uh, fairly new Mercedes Benz. And apparently, uh, he might not want to spend a whole lot of time complaining about, uh, his car being stolen because, Uh, Dating back to uh, 2012, he has been under the microscope for some, well, making money off of claiming credit card fraud, that he's been the victim of credit card fraud. And he is, by using that, he has been charged with alleged attempts to defraud financial institutions. Not that he was committing the fraud, but somehow he was trying to uh, get these financial institutions to somehow make him whole this is a uh, disturbing story out of Virginia an elementary school physical education teacher in Virginia has been placed on leave after an explosive speech in which he told his school board he wouldn't affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa This is up in Loudoun County. There's been a lot of controversy in Loudoun County with critical race theory. He said, my name is Tanner Cross. I'm speaking out of the love for those who are suffering from gender dysphoria. He went on to discuss a 60-minute special. We talked about this on Monday that aired last Sunday night. Interviewed over 30 young people who transitioned, but they felt led astray because of lack of pushback or how easy it was to make physical changes to their body. And now they are in the midst of detransitioning. It's not my intention to hurt anyone, but there are certain truths that we must face when ready. We condemn school policies that would damage children, defile the holy image of God. I love all my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences I am a teacher, but I serve God first, and I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl or vice versa because it's against my religion. It's lying to a child, it's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against our God. And uh, this person has been put on leave. Again, his name is Tanner Cross. Uh, There is a policy, it's policy 8040, which requires Loudoun County Public School staff to use preferred pronouns. The uh, policy says the Loudoun County Public School staff shall allow gender-expansive or transgender students to use their chosen name and gender pronouns that reflect their gender identity without any substantiating evidence regardless of the name and the gender recorded in the uh, student's permanent educational record. Uh, This uh, gentleman, this phys ed teacher, has said, I won't do it. It is lying to the kids. It is dangerous. The people that are proposing this... Are they're complicit to child abuse. Because when you allow this to carry forth, when you allow these children to think that they are something that they are not, uh, it could lead to transitioning, it could lead to surgery, it could lead to chemical castration, and uh, it is lying, and it is child abuse. And three cheers for Mr. Tanner Cross, who has said, you know what, there are things more important than my job as a fit ed, phys ed teacher. I'm not going to lie to my kids. God bless him. We need more people like him. We need more people like Surrey County Commissioner Eddie Harris. Hey, listen, have a great Memorial Day weekend. We're off on Monday. We'll see you Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.